With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with your host, Mark Schlereth. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Bet Rivers Sportsbook and Dude Wipes. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome to the Stinky Truth Podcast. I'm Mark Schlereth alongside Mike Evans, uh, Millennial Ben, producing the show. Thank you so much to our presenting sponsors, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app, check them out at betrivers.com. Also, my guys at Dude Wipes, um, absolutely phenomenal. Dude Wipes, you can check them out at dudewipes.com. Um, dudeproducts.com, uh, use the promo code. Uh, Stink15, get 15% off all your dude products. So dudeproducts.com, promo code uh, Stink15 for 15% off. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Holiday weekend, Christmas weekend, and all kinds of football. We got got Thursday, we got Saturday, we got Sunday. And now with these new COVID protocols where basically the NFL has punted, COVID, what COVID? Uh, I don't think we have to worry about the games. Not being played, so we could sit back and enjoy our football. That's and that's great news, right? We let hey, we led in 2020. Now it's time to fill our pockets. Um, <laughs> we're gonna be all right. You know, it's kind of that that don't ask, don't tell on COVID. You feeling okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. All right, good. Get out there. So um, that's kind of where we are right now. Which uh, you know, frankly, I'm. Kind of okay. I think everybody's just kind of okay with it. I mean, in all, all seriousness, are you are you okay with these these new new protocols where basically it's, hey, if you're vaccinated, uh, we're we're not going to go out of our way to to test you. If you're not feeling well, we're counting on you telling us. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm you know I mean it's kind of one of those situations where. Uh, yeah, if you're vaccinated and you don't have, and you're asymptomatic, you're good to go. We're fine. Is that the way it should be? Hey, listen, man, this thing changes and and morphs and everything else. I mean, I you know, I guess yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm okay with it. Uh, the, the, I guess there's no. Again, I'm not a scientist, man. I'm just I read what I read. Most of my most of the news I get is from off Twitter, anyhow. Um, I'm so buried into the game that I'm calling that, that I don't pay a lot of attention, but I guess how much I've heard, there's not a lot of science behind, or they haven't proven that if you're asymptomatic that you spread, I don't, Mike, I don't, I don't know. I mean, games go on. I think at some point, if you're going to have in sports, there was such a push there was so much incentivized for players to get vaccinated. At some point, hey, if athletes are doing what you told them was the right thing to do, then at some point they did it. Mm-hmm. And if they're feeling good, let them go play. Right. Right. I think that's where they're. I think that's where they're at right now. And if you're unvaccinated, I mean, still. I'm all for wearing your mask. I'm all for, you know, doing all the things that, that help keep everybody as healthy as possible. Um, 
So I'm for all that. You know, there's part of me that's hypocritical just because, you know, I tell guys all the time you shouldn't play with that injury, you shouldn't do that, but I did it. It's what I did, you know, and so, I mean, I just know myself. I'm, if it was me and I had the sniffles, but I was fully vaccinated, I'm, am I playing? Damn right, I'm playing. Right, right? which is which is why the whole the self-reporting thing is makes me chuckle. It's kind of like when we were, everyone was seeing religion about getting religion about concussions, and the idea was, well, you know, listen, if you come to us and tell us that you have a concussion, right? No, yeah, you know, nobody was nobody, nobody was, was doing that. Do that. And then the old test was, you know, they how many fingers do I have up? Two. Ah, oh, you're good, <laughs> right? I mean, that was kind of the test. Follow my finger. Yes. And they go across your eyes. Yeah, he's fine. Good, good baseline. Yeah, he can follow And the other thing, it. too, about this is, hey, there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of money to be lost if you start shutting down leagues and games postponing and- games and stuff like that. And if we learned one thing about the NFL last year, they are not gonna. They are not gonna stop. No, the they show are push through. Yeah, the show will go on. Um, I will say this though, you know, with the multiple Monday games, the multiple Tuesday games that we saw. I mean, yeah, it's not. Hey, listen, man, it's not all bad. It's not the worst thing if you're no. telling me. So let's see. We had football on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Now we got Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Better than watching bowl games. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Right. Games that actually, I don't know, matter as opposed to exit. I mean, you know, you know, we've jumped the shark when you got the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Right. All right. right. I mean, right. Jimmy. Right. And I love Jimmy. Jimmy is uh, I've never actually I don't think I've ever actually met Jimmy, but I like Jimmy. I feel like Jimmy and I would get along. I think you two would. Yeah. 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 Similar kind of wit. Right. Exactly. Know? Dry cutting. Right. And if, you know, if if he was, like, the owner of a football team, I would suggest that he, he rename himself to James. But Jimmy's a comedian. Yeah, you he don't stays, trust Jimmy's normally, do you? Normally, I don't like Jimmy's. Normally, I think Jimmy, at a certain time, you, you go from Jimmy to James because it gives you more gravitas. Well, but speaking when, of that. When you're a comedian, though, you just stick with Jimmy. All right. So well, I'm okay with that. Let's start here. Let's, all right. Let's jump into things. Uh, the 49ers featuring... Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Uh, 49ers, I give you credit. Boy. Oh. It's like eating your own bile. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give you it to me. You said weeks ago, watch out for the 49ers. They've got the potential to get hot and stay hot and quickly become that team that nobody's going to want to play and save for that hiccup against the Seahawks. They're pro- proving you prophetic. They go on the road to a, a Tennessee team that's suddenly taking on water. I said that they, I said there were eight games left, and I told you, don't be surprised when they win seven of the last eight. And, oh, come on. Now, I didn't think they'd lose to Seattle, so it may be six of the last eight, but I was like, they're, they're going to get on a run here. They're getting healthy. They're a physical football team. They certainly know how to uh, to run it. And Kyle Shanahan, from a designer of plays and creating explosives off their run game, which is uh, – and, and I've told you, man, I've talk, I talk to coaches all the time in the offseason. I talk to organizations all the time in the offseason. There is not one team – I bet you this just this offseason alone, I talked to 12 different teams. There's not one team that didn't tell me they were studying the 49ers and how they run the ball. Entry points, motions, 
how they get angles, the whole nine yards. So they are exceptional at it, and um, they're physical, and you know they're going to play Tennessee, but who just who just dropped one to Pittsburgh, which Boy, you like mi- to call the the best worst team in football or best, the worst best team. They might be one of the best worst teams I've ever seen. Right. I don't know how they're doing it. Well, I do know how they're doing it. We'll get to Pittsburgh in a minute, but the Titans. I, I guess new new respect and admiration for how much Derrick Henry meant to that team. Yeah, no, I knew how much. I mean, when you have a quarterback who Mike is, let's call him good, above average to good. Is that fair, Ryan Tannehill? Where is where well, is he? He he's good. It goes good. It goes average good. Above average, elite. No, no, not above average. That's the. I think that's. It goes average, above average, good. Like if we did, this has got to be like a DefCon five thing, right? <laughs> right. Okay, so you've got a unicorn. Unicorn. Then you get the next thing down. What's it like after a unicorn? Would it be like a Sasquatch? Like finding a Sasquatch? Yes. Which, which is harder, finding a unicorn, finding a Sasquatch? <laughs> right. Okay, so now just you got you got unicorn. Yeah. Then you have elite after yeah. unicorn. Yeah, okay. Okay. Then you have... Um, good? Yes, good. Okay. Then above average. And then average. And then average and... Below average. Yeah, and below average. So I would put him at... So, if that if you break that down into tiers, you got the unicorn, which is only a handful of guys, and then you've got the what do we say it was elite elite <laughs> Sasquatch. Uh, we got the Sasquatchers, and those guys are you know the next tier of guys. See, I'd, I'd put good and above average together, but uh, okay, yeah, same thing. So good. in that case, I think he's good. Tannehill. Good. Yeah, he's good. So he's he's it goes like Aaron Rodgers, Brady, and then the next level would be what the Who, Josh Allen's, Justin Hurt. Well, you left Mahomes out. Mahomes is oh yeah, you, Mahomes, you, Mahomes, there, right? Brady, Rodgers. Then the next group is Herbert, Allen, um, uh, Lamar when he's healthy. Maybe Matthew Stafford. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, you're Russell coming Wilson to, coming away. Is is Russell? He's not in the unicorn. No, not this year. He dropped. He dropped out of. Yeah, he's not. Uni- he was flirting around with a he unicorn. Was, he was. With, he was hanging with the unicorns. He was hanging with the unicorns. Yeah, he right. hadn't quite sprouted his horn yet. Right. right. But he was taking. He was when he, he like took a, a dump. Nub, he had like a nub horn. He didn't have rainbow sherbet when he took a dump. It was just like orange sherbet. Right. He hadn't. He hadn't. He hadn't mastered the swirl. Hadn't come yet. In. No, he hadn't mastered the swirl. <laughs> What are we talking about? I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but you know, you know when Mahomes or Rogers or Brady takes a dump, it is rainbow <laughs> sherbet. Jeez. Oh, you just put it right how in a cone. Did, right in a cone right in and a cone. you eat it. Oh. Um, it, It's funny because you look at some of these matchups, okay? Oh, so, wait, wait. Uh, just to finish the thought, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I took us on a different. Yes. But to the finish time. the thought. Is when you have a good quarterback, yeah. he's not elite. 
you got to have you got to have a bunch of other aspects of your team work. And when they lost Derrick Henry, when they like they paid Ryan Tannehill because of what Derrick Henry presented. Right? I mean, isn't that what it is? They yeah, said, "Hey man, really? we decided that you're our guy." And then all of a sudden, you lose that aspect of your football team and you realize, "Ooh, we paid a guy that really he can't carry this team when they don't have the Derrick Henry type running game. So you got the 49ers trending the right way against the Titans team. Titans at home with a better record, and yet you feel strong stronger about the, the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And then I, I think, could you look at it the same way with the Colts and Cardinals game on Saturday, Christmas night? As you got a Colts team that's eight and six going on the road to an Arizona team that's ten and four, but right now, Indy looks like the more solid team right now. Arizona's taking on water, dude. When you physically wear teams out, when you just physically beat teams up, and I know you and I go round and round about passing game versus running game. We squabble. Yeah, yeah, we do squabble, but it really comes down to this. And and you know, I know that you have to be able to throw the ball effectively, right? But I also know there's ways to do that if you really can control the physical part of the ball game. Indianapolis is one of those teams, Mike, if and when they get in, nobody wants to play. Come on, uh, you got to you gotta give me some props. Jonathan Taylor's got to be an MVP candidate, right? Got to be top five candidate, right? He, top five? He, yes. Top you got, three, four, yeah. Because you, you got to think about, you know, how you look at MVP. It's like if you took – it's very much like Derrick Henry. You take Derrick Henry off the Titans, and what happens to the Titans? They, I had one coach tell me the Titans aren't a physical team. The running back is a physical player. He goes, they think they're bullies. They're not bullies. Their running back's a bully. And you know what? It looks like it's prophetic because over the last – ever since they lost him, they're not nearly as, as you know, as formidable. And then – I think you look at I think you look at what I mean what what chance they won a game last week where Carson Wentz went five of twelve. Five of twelve. Probably should have thrown three or four picks, but he went five of twelve. And they won a game against the Patriots, who had won what, six, seven games in a row. I mean if Jonathan Taylor isn't on that team and they can't establish the run and they can't physically wear you out, where's that team? You want you just talk about most valuable player? By the way, you know, for all that crowd that said you can't take a guard in the fifth round or the fifth overall pick, Quentin Nelson, the way they're running the ball, Quentin Nelson's looking at the sideline to get timeout calls. He's watching the clock. He's did you see him? He's like, "What well, do you want me to call timeout here?" I mean, <laughs> he's in control. He's, he's in charge. Like, he's like, "Hey, uh, Carson, get out of here, kid. Yeah. <laughs> You're five for twelve. You suck. <laughs> get out of here. Right. I'll call the timeouts. Yeah. I'll call the timeouts of this offense. Let the grown-ups take charge here. Yeah. Okay, it's unbelievable, man. All right. So, what's wrong with the Cardinals? Ooh, and I, you know, cards are. I'm telling you what, they they've got. Weaponry, they're dynamic. They've got all that stuff. No, no, Hopkins is out, but it hasn't. They won games with their backup quarterback, dude. Like, I mean, they go to Detroit, and Detroit just punches them in the mouth. 
I mean, this is the Lions. This is a, a team that was, what, 1-1 and 10 or 11 or whatever they were going in there? Is that the is that the now I always look at especially this time of year, Mike, when you physically wear people out, man, you can put teams on their heels. And if you have the ability to do that, that to me is more important than any other aspect of the game. Who wins the battle of the trenches, the battle of physicality? Who sets the tone? Because when you can do that, Man, you'll win a lot of football games. And that is that the recipe for Arizona? Don't get in a finesse game with Arizona. Don't, you know, don't try to match their talent because they're talented. Don't let their back end, because their back end is really good on the defensive side of it. Don't let their back end dictate to you from a coverage standpoint. Just absolutely come downhill and thunder punch those guys in the face. And and I mean I don't know. We'll have to see if they can respond, but certainly at this point, that was that was an ugly, ugly loss. One more game on Christmas Day: Browns and Packers. And uh, what what was it that Aaron Rodgers called it? A beautiful mystery. It's certainly been a beautiful journey with all kinds of roller coaster dips and valleys and peaks. And but. All that matters right now, they got the best record in football. They just clinched their division. Mm-hmm. Right now, the road to the NFC Championship goes through Lambeau. And Aaron Rodgers, especially with Brady coming off that first shutout in 15 years, Aaron Rodgers is your leading MVP candidate again, right? Yeah, probably. Who would remember, you put it? Do you remember the week one when this is it? Aaron, it's over, yeah. right? That The Saints beat him up and... Aaron didn't play well, and Aaron's not—he's not into it. Nope. I just—I can see his body language. His body language. He's horrible. Yeah. (laughs) What does he got? Thirty-three touchdowns, and you know his standard four, five, six picks, whatever it is. Yeah, he's the guy's incredible. Eleven and three right now. I mean, they're in—they're in contention to win that first round by uh, that first week uh, by, and everybody else is ten and four, so they—they still have something to play for too. Which I always think is important not to, you know, not to just kind of coast, but you still have that first round buy is all important. You still have, um, you still have a lot to play for. Yeah, to be able to sit back and be the only team in your conference with a buy and knowing that the road goes through Lambeau instead of having to go to Tampa. Right. You know, it's, uh, but yeah, Rogers ho hum on pace for a season in which he completes 68% of his passes for 4,000 yards, 34 touchdowns, and five picks. That's what he's on pace for. That's unbelievable. Oh, hum. Uh, So that brings us to a Sunday's slate of games, and uh, easily the marquee matchup, the battle for the AFC East. Buffalo and New England turning right around and playing again with all those memories of that game in Buffalo still in our minds. Yeah, how about that? That uh, that just... I mean, 50-mile-an-hour gusts and scuba suits and uh, the whole nine yards. Um, you know, Buffalo needs a little revenge right now. They do. They need to play, and they played better last week, obviously against a lesser opponent, but they played better last week. So this is going to be the big test for them because, you know, they thought for sure, you know, hey, hey, the witch is dead from, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what it felt like, right? It felt like you just killed the Wicked West. Wicked Witch of the West as Brady leaves New England and they have a down year and they're right back in the thick of things leading the division once again. But 
yeah, I mean this is this is one of those things. Hey, man, if you're gonna if you're gonna kind of display your dominance, yeah, and a 31-14 win over the Panthers last week. But if you're gonna display your dominance right now, um, you're a game behind New England, and you lost that game to them in Buffalo in that snowstorm. This is the one you got to win. Yeah, and not you only got just, the young quarterback that you spent a first yeah. rounder on. This is the one you got to win. Yeah, not only from a, a standing standpoint, but just. If you want to be taken seriously as a legitimate AFC championship threat, you you have to go win this game. Yes. You just you got beat by these guys, you got punked by these guys. You always talk about the physical aspect. You got your your butts handed to you. Sean McDermott afterwards is going overboard to try to prove that Bill Belichick's not in his head. Right. So put up or shut up time for the bull for the Bills. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? What are you made of? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you're 100% right on that. Um, it is time for them to get themselves rolling. Um, and, and again, I, I think it's almost exercise the demons, right? I mean, you can sit there. When you get up in a press conference, if you're Sean McDermott, to basically state that Bill Belichick is in your head and he's not that great a coach and blah, 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 blah. He's in your head and he is that great a coach. Isn't that almost like a admission when you're adamant again, it's it's you know doth protest too much. Yeah, doth protest too much. You're a hundred percent right. That I mean, just is that dude is living in your dome. He's living in there. So I mentioned Pittsburgh. Uh huh. The best worst team I've ever seen at seven six and one. Going on the road to play Kansas City. Mm. Now I fully expect the Steelers to get hammered in this game. Correct. Hammered. Yes. But yet. They'll still find a way over these next couple games to hang in there because that's what they do. And, and is that is what we're seeing with Pittsburgh, a team that is unbelievably flawed? Is this a testament to the Steeler way? Are they only where they're at right now because it's the Steelers? It's the Steelers. They have a standard. They have a culture. T.J. Watt just set a franchise record for sacks, beating James Harrison at, at, I think it was 16 and a half. He went over 17. He's at 17 right now. But they have, Mike, you're 100% right. They have a standard. This is who we are. This is how we handle our business. And they've always been that way. I mean, they have. They always have been that way. So, man, you got you to gotta look at them and, and kind of tip your cap to them. I think Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin's 14 years in this league has never had a losing season. I mean, think about that. How many coaches have they had? Three? Since they hired uh, since they hired Chuck Knoll, yeah. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and then Mike Tomlin? I mean, that's that spans from the early 70s. It's incredible. So, yeah, I think I think you're 100% right. We're going to figure out a way to win. And I'll tell you what, it's just a, it's an amazing accomplishment for what they've been able to do. You just got done calling the Cowboys their win over the Giants. Uh-huh. Dallas is 10 and four. But who are these guys? What are these guys? Are they, are they a team that football America should be really taking seriously? Or are they a really, really flawed ten and four? Um, no, I think they're a really good team. Now, offensively, they have been in. You know, nobody wants to call it a slump except their owner Jerry Jones. So, but they haven't been great on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, man, they are 
lights out. Dan Quinn should be the assistant coach of the year. The way he's got those guys playing right now, incredible. Trayvon Diggs got another pick, number 10 on the year. Um, Micah Parsons is a freak show. Demarcus Lawrence is great. They got Randy Gregory back from injury. Odigi Zuwa inside is a fresh uh, freshman. He's a um, a rookie who's playing great. Who's out last week with COVID, but he's playing great. I, I tell you what they they've got they've got a great thing going on right now. If they even find a little bit of their offense, and they did, they found their outside run game last week against the Giants, which was something they really wanted to press on. Like we've got to run the ball outside better. They did that last week with Tony Pollard. With Ezekiel Elliott, um, I'm like they are legit. They their passing game's got to be better. They got to take some shots. They got to complete some shots. But um, Dallas is for real, man. They're for real, and they're right in that group of ten and four, chasing Green Bay right now at eleven three. So, and they've got a game against Arizona as well coming up. So it'll be interesting. You look at Tampa differently now at all after that stunning shutout loss. Nine nothing. Yeah, uh, Brady, you know, right. staring at Saints players, yelling at his own players. Yeah, trashing tablets. I uh, I think a good tablet trashing is always good for Tom Brady and uh, you know to bounce back. I you know I still think that I talent wise, you know, it looks like Goodwin's going to be out for the rest of the year. I don't know how long uh, you know, Mike Evans will be out with a hammy, but. They're still a very talented team. I still think they're they're a tough out in the playoffs. Whoa. They've now become a tough out as opposed to the favorite. The favorite? Yeah. I mean, that if they have to play New Orleans, they're in trouble. New Orleans defensively has had their I mean, they have just had their number. Even the game they lost in the playoffs to New Orleans last year. Come on now. That I think Brady threw like three picks in that game. And they still lost, so that's where that's where I think they're they're I think they match up well against everybody else except except New Orleans. You ready to make some picks? Let's make some picks. Okay, you you go first this week. Do you go first this week? I go first this week. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just still crushing you, but that's all right. You 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 uh, you know what you what do you what do you call that when you do well? You uh, I I guess you stem the tide. You I stop did. the bleeding I, a little I, bit. I, yeah, I I, I kind of stem the tide. Okay. Staunch the staunch the bloodshed for 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 a little bit here. Yes, you clotted the you clotted <laughs> the gaping wound. The gaping chasm. <laughs> That's been my picks. All right, right, go ahead. Okay. All, All right. right, I'm going to uh, go with uh, these three teams. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus the ten and a half over the Steelers. Uh, I just think that this is one of those games where the 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 flaws of Pittsburgh comes flowing to the surface. I think this could be a name your score day for. Uh, for Kansas City and Mahomes, who are definitely playing their best football right now. So give me the uh, Chiefs minus the 10.5. I'll take the Carolina Panthers at home plus the 11.5. Really? Over Tampa. Okay. Uh, Tampa will win the game, but All right. they're, they're, they're banged up, and uh, Carolina still brings it defensively. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take 11.5 with Carolina, and I'm going to take Green Bay. Uh, rolling right now at home. Uh, they're not going to get tripped up. Cleveland, uh, short week for the Browns. Uh, give me the uh, Packers minus a seven and a half. Okay. I like I like, uh, I like like your thought process there. I really do. Um, so, let me see. I'm going to go right off the bat. I'm going to go uh, Niners. 
Uh, minus three and a half over Titans. I'm going to take the Niners to win that game outright and um, beat the Titans. The Titans at home, but I'm uh, giving the points. And then I am going to go after that. Um, boy, I'm going to go uh, Bengals at home over the Ravens. Uh, I like the Bengals in this game. They've matched up well against the Ravens. The Ravens, they've given up uh, big plays on a consistent basis. I'm at it's not like me to take the Bengals, but I'm going to go with the Bengals on that one. And then um, lastly, Mike, gosh, there's a there are a few teams here. Um, I think the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers over the Texans. Big number, 10.5. But uh, I like the Chargers to stomp the Texans, kind of get back on their winning ways. So I'm going to go the Chargers over the Texans. Give it the ten and a half. All right, you should be with a that? great weekend of football. And you got what be. game do you have, by the way? You have. Uh, I have the I have the uh, Rams at Minnesota. Okay, Rams at Minnesota. Good luck from that. Yeah, it should be another good one. All right, for everybody involved in the Stinking Truth, for our presenting sponsors, got the great folks over at um, at Bet Rivers. Bet with the winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Also, my guys at Dude Wipes, DudeProducts.com. Uh, use the promo code STINK15. And, hey, don't forget to order your green chili and your queso dip, stinkinggood.com, for all the information there. For Mike, I am Mark. For Millennial Ben, we thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.